Hey there, everybody, and welcome to Transactions with Dave Canton. I'm your host, Derek D., and we got an information-packed show for you today. Remember, you could listen to all the past episodes of Transactions, as well as our Dealer News Today episodes at dealernewstoday.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, if you have a question for Dave or me, don't hesitate to email us. You can do that at info at dealernewstoday.com. We'd love to hear from you. All right, let's welcome in, as always, CEO and founder of DCG, Dave Canton. What's going on, Dave? Derek D., good morning, buddy. How are you today? I'm great, man. I'm great. Good to hear from you, as always. You know, I saw on the Dave Canton Group Instagram that another deal was closed already in 2022. You guys are firing on all cylinders, and it doesn't seem to be slowing up. DCG facilitated the acquisition of Dillian Chevrolet to McGovern Auto Group. Is that correct? That is correct. Our fourth closing of the year so far and many more to follow. We're going to get into that and talk about that shortly. There's so much exciting news to share. It just seems as if uh, so much is going on in the industry. You know, I got to tell you, Derek, this is one of my favorite weeks in the automotive industry. And you'll probably never guess why. I'm going to let you take one guess of why this is one of my favorite weeks in the automotive industry. Uh, Before I announce it, I want you to take one guess. Go ahead. What? Why? Why this week? Why leading up to this week? Okay, I guess my educated guess would be because the Super Bowl and there's very auto, a lot of automotive ads or something. Something to do with the Super Bowl, maybe? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I got to tell you, Nailed I it. absolutely love watching the Super Bowl commercials and the automotive companies always do a phenomenal job. Yeah. You know, last year you had a great one done by 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 General Motors. Uh, this year we're going to see a, a, an incredible uh, a BMW ad. It's got Arnold Schwarzenegger in there. It's going to oh, be phenomenal. Right. It's going to be great. So it's it's really exciting. I love to see the 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 the, the marketing aspect of how these manufacturers capitalize on you know thirty to sixty seconds because you just think about how much money oh, it's so much right they put out there right I mean but you know you know look look at the viewership right I mean it's it's one of the top three to five events watched in in, in the U.S. Uh, or all across the globe for that Yeah, matter. all over the world. And, yeah, all over the world. And and they're spending millions and millions of dollars to, to put their best 30 to 60 seconds on air. So I'm just, I'm pumped, man. I love it. I literally, you know what I do? After the Super Bowl, that night while I'm laying in bed, I go back and I watch all the, I, yeah, I look up the commercials and I watch them again. Because, you know, you got a people around you during the game and you're, you know, you're pumped up about the game and you're really not focusing in. So I really like at night, like when it's when I'm just laying in bed, I put the commercials on again <laughs> and I watch them again. So it's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do that too. You know, a lot of these automotive companies would release the commercials early. They release them early. And on my show, Fast Lane Daily that I hosted for almost a decade, we used to show them early on there as well as they came out and I would break them down. You know, the funny ones, the sentimental ones, the uh, interesting ones, the not so interesting ones, but I always enjoyed watching them. And I think everyone does, you know? Yeah, it, it, it really is. It's awesome. So this is an exciting week. You know, I said, you know, there's so much to be excited for. Well, Super Bowl, obviously excited. You know, it's, it's two great teams that are going to perform, uh, you know, great commercials. We're going to get to see. But yesterday, and I'll say that because uh, on uh, uh, this week, where you know, DCG, Dave Canton Group announced uh, that we successfully 
closed over a billion dollars in total acquisition value in 2021. You know, wow. my, my it, it, it's absolutely incredible. You know, it's it's it's, it's literally like it's <laughs> over a billion dollars. Look, it's funny because B. when I started when I started Dave Canton Group and you know DCG acquisitions, you know that that the aspect of scale, how large we can make it was never really front and center. It was always just, let's take care of one customer at a time, right? You know, let's let's work with our customers and clients and help them build upon their legacies and help them, you know, you know, add yeah. to their dealership automotive portfolios and acquire more stores and maybe divest of some stores that are either distractions or in markets that they're no longer focusing on. And it really never was, hey, how large can we make this thing? It was never, that was never the concept of it. And as we, as we look on, as we look back, you know, throughout all the years of operating, you know, to hit a billion dollars in, in transactions, right. Transaction value over a, over a calendar year. It's, it's, you know, I I had a call with my team yesterday and just, you know, literally, and and I'll say this in a vulnerable state, I was tearing, like I was literally tearing saying this wasn't even our focus and look what we conquered. And I think, I think because it wasn't our focus, you know, you know, everyone, you know, you know, tends to focus on, you know, scale, you know, how large can you make something, you know, what, what, what's the greatest outreach, you know, where's the ceiling of growth? You know, my, my philosophy has always been four things. And I'm going to share this with the automotive industry today. DCG has a philosophy for everyone that's a member of any one of our DCG family of brands. And I say this because we live by this every single day. Number one is taking care of your health. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. It sounds cliche, but health is wealth. And that's so true in all facets of life. And that's most important to me, the health and wellness of each member of DCG. Number two, being that family individual, right? Really understanding the importance of family. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't matter how many members of that family. It just matters that your family is top priority. Number three, and this is really important. So listen up. Fulfilling the passion of what you love to do each and every day. And I say that because I don't care if it's snowmobile, if it's snowmobiling, snowboarding, skiing, golfing, surfing, reading, whatever that might be that puts the greatest smile on your face, that makes the hair on the back of your neck stick up, that comes number three. The passion for that, you know, for life, whatever gives you that great feeling, yeah. that's number three. I agree with all of that. Number four, Derek, DCG. So I don't expect anyone to wake up out of bed and say, you know, DCG, 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 let's go. Because DCG is fourth in line every single day. And that's it. That's a direct order by me, right? Mm. That's the way I want you to live. Your health comes first. Your family is right there, top priority. You know, living that passion for life each and every day, doing what you love to do no matter where you are in the world, and then DCG. And when I look back at that at that philosophy, and as I'm on this call yesterday with, with, with my entire team, and we're going over this incredible news of conquering and completing over a billion dollars in total acquisition <laughs> value for 21. You know, I, I, I sat there and I, and I, and, and I said to myself, you know what, this is because we put ourselves top priority, our families, our health. And we, you know, when you love what you're doing every day, and then you're focusing on 
financially, what benefits everyone around you, guess what? Guess what? You're going to create greater results. And this proves it because I never sat here and said, we're going to do a billion in 21. We're going to do a billion next year. You know, that was never our real mantra. Our real mantra was, you know, let's take care of our customers. As we now look at the numbers and we look at what we have planned for 2022, I mean, as fast as we're coming out of the gate, as much as we have working, you know, there's still a huge M&A frenzy going on right now. Interest rates are still at a really good level. And look, you know what happens, right? As rates start to rise, the acquisition cost starts to rise and evaluation values tend to go down. We're not there right now. So the cost of an acquisition is still really good for a buyer. Uh, The evaluation values are still really strong for a seller. So we're sitting here putting our projections together saying we could do a billion five in 22. And I'm not saying that like, hoorah, let's go get it. I'm saying it like this is what we're setting ourselves up to really do. And I wanted to remind my team why. I wanted to remind ourselves so we could really take a moment to reflect back and say, how did we get to where we are today? How are we even projecting to successfully accomplish these numbers? And when you reflect on that and you realize that it was always by doing the right thing for your people, not trying to convince a seller to sell or a buyer to buy or a deal to take place, but organically and naturally it happens. Mm. Wow. And I'm going to leave it there. Like that's the greatest wow factor for me. And it's, I'm so proud. I'm so proud of my team. I'm so proud of our clients and thankful for the opportunity that each and every one of them have provided our company to trust in us, to believe in the process, to allow us to do what we do best and deliver incredible results. So it was such incredible news to announce a billion dollars in total acquisition value in 2021. Listen, we're not going away, okay? We are as strong as we've ever been. Uh, We are, our team is strategically uh, adding resources and tools each and every day to provide back to our clients. And uh, we love what we do. And the greatest part about it is, Each and every member on our team is focusing on their health, their family, what they love to do every day, and then DCG. So take that as knowing that you got somebody that's really focused on the other end of that line. Not disengaged, okay? We're not like, oh, I got to finish my golf game and then I'll call you to work on the deal. No, no, no. (laughs) These are focused individuals, ladies and gentlemen, that really understand the core value. They get to the root of the deal. And that's the key component to getting a deal to the finish line. So getting past that, right? Yeah, we just closed on our fourth acquisition, an incredible acquisition. Nothing better than watching that torch pass, you know, from one organization to another. Gosh, I think in February, we have four or five more incredible acquisitions lined up to close. Wow. You know, so the industry wants to know, what am I seeing right now, right? Yeah. So what's going on in the industry today? So I could tell you, you know, uh, <clears throat> manufacturers are basically setting the tone, right? They're setting the tone for what to expect in 22. You know, Toyota just announced uh, that it's uh, cutting a full year of sale production. Uh, and profits are still, you know, you know, profits are, I don't want to use the word plunging, but I read that in automotive news today. Uh, but, you know, they, they fell about 21%, but Toyota still oh, wow. delivered double-digit operating profits. Uh, I think up a margin of 10%, which is still phenomenal. Hey, don't feel bad. Still phenomenal profits, right? But, yeah, I don't feel bad for Toyota. Yeah, but at the but at, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, you you still have this chip issue, right? This chip shortage. Right. You know, there's a lot of manufacturers out there that are seeing it. You know, every manufacturer sharing in that. Um, 
you know, there's just big things happening right now when we talk M&A, right? We, you know, we, we see what's yeah. going on. You look at the used car market, you know, values of the used cars are starting to go backwards a little bit. They're not as high as they were. You know, there's many factors to that. Manufacturers are starting to bring, gain some traction on delivering more vehicles. So as there are more new vehicles, you know, used car values are going to start to go backwards. You know, but that really, truly is not affecting, you know, the dealership evaluation uh, acquisition cost today. So we're still seeing a huge impact uh, on, on, on just this, this unbelievable desire to grow your platform. And that's when we really talk about consolidation. Um, consolidation is top, top, it's the top of, the, of, of all topics today being discussed. You know, automotive groups that have, have successfully uh, done well over the past 24 to 36 months are strategically planning what they're going to try to conquer and acquire in 22. Um, you know, they're not just rushing to buy any deal. Obviously, uh, you have a lot of uh, a larger groups. When I say larger groups, maybe 15 dealership uh, uh, plus uh, are really trying to say, okay, you know, what's the best strategy? Do we enter a new market and build a platform there? Or do we add on to our current market where we have more infrastructure? Um, you know, what you're seeing today more than ever as we're doing these acquisitions Dealers are really trying to share synergies with what they're acquiring. So if there's four stores where they already have four stores, they might say, hmm, okay, we could share administration, we could share administrative staff and have you know one centralized location for all administrative. Uh, we could share uh, detail centers, we could share uh, storage facilities. So there's so many ways to it to add to your infrastructure in a beneficial factor that yeah. allows that acquisition to be, uh, to really be more fruitful, right? Uh, mm -hmm. and, and might even look greater than even the way we presented it from the factual information that's happening today or historically. So, you know, groups are really right now just kind of sitting back and saying, okay, which path do we take? Do we enter into a new market that we know has great opportunity that maybe we're not in today? And start from the ground up and add, you know, one, two, three, or however many stores they could possibly buy in that new market. Because I do believe diverting and divesting into other markets is important, right? Understanding that you could grow uh, uh, from from all angles of the country, yeah, from all sure. areas geographically of the country. But then you have the groups that really just love the ability to acquire everything around them. Mm. And, uh, you know, you, you see that in many industries and the automotive industry is one. And we're seeing that pretty heavily today where, you know, dealers are kind of saying to us, hey, you know, I need you to knock on every one of my neighbor's doors and find out what it takes to acquire their store. Now is the time. And now is the time really for the seller more than the buyer. Um, but, you know, each one of them has has a pretty good argument of why now is the time. Um, but you're, you're basically offering the seller more money than they've ever thought they could receive. And the buyer saying, yeah, I'm going to overpay today. You're right. <laughs> but I have an opportunity, and I use this word a lot, Derek. It's an opportunity that typically and usually would never even be a possibility. So, you know, maybe it's not a five-year return on investment, but it's a seven. Maybe it's not a seven-year return on investment, but it's a 10. And I have, you know, I have Junior in the business, or I have my daughter in a business that really wants to take this over. And, and, and we're going to keep this for the next 40 years. So what does it really matter? If I'm paying it back in five years or eight years, but it's going to be in the family, in the portfolio, and it's now considered a family asset. And I want to focus on that word. Yeah, for sure. Because I think it's, I think it's important, Derek, that automotive dealers listening to this 
podcast really understand family asset. Um, sometimes dealers are so narrowed in on, on just, you know, what's the return on investment? What's the return on investment? And let's face it, this, this is the long-term game. The automotive industry is not about what am I going to make this year and cash out next year. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I've been doing this a long time. I don't know many people that say, hey, I want to invest in the automotive industry and buy a car dealership and have a 12-month return on investment and get out. Um, I, this is not the industry. If you want to do that, don't get into the automotive industry. The returns are impeccable, but it's the long game, right? This is the yeah. long game. For those that play golf, you get it, right? This is the this is about playing the long game, and 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 in doing that, you're building for the future. So, building a family asset is really saying, okay, I own seven stores in this in this geographical area. You know, there's I have seven competitors. Um, which competitor could I, instead of competing with, buy or partner with? Mm. And that now becomes a family asset that you're going to pass on for generations to follow. And it now gets tucked into your platform. And what's the difference if you're paying it off in five years or eight years? Essentially, I'm going to tell you this, and some people might not like what I'm about to say, but it means nothing. Mm. Because if it's going to be a family asset, something you're going to reap the benefits on, for the next three to five decades, you're going to forget about, or the next generation is going to forget about what happened 25 years ago. Right. What they're going to focus on is having another two or three or four rooftops surrounding their other rooftops with your name on that building or the family name or the dealership automotive group name on that building. And by then they would have made their money back <laughs> in tenfold. Five times over, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, let's face it, the whole objective is to own the asset, Right. is to own the asset. This is not the short game. This is not, hey, let's get in, let's get out. This is the long game. The idea is to own the asset and how many of those assets can you own surrounding each other in as many markets as you can, creating the greatest infrastructure, the greatest process, the greatest people with the greatest product. That's the key. That's the long game. Yeah. And when you really focus on that long game, Derek, you're going to create the utmost incredible positive results for a family asset. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, the long game is the way you really think things out. And, you know, the old cliche, good things come to those who wait. And, you know, you get your ducks in a row, the process. It's your life's work. And I know that's very important for a lot of these owners, especially as a family asset. Um, you know, let me ask you this. Has any of these owners... Uh, you know, sold their dealership or dealerships to a buyer and then wanted to stay on in some capacity as maybe COO or CEO, or do they sell and, you know, fly off into the sunset? You know, do, do they still want to, or do they still want a piece of it, even though they don't own it anymore? You know, Derek, that's a great question. And and, and I'm happy you asked that because we're starting to see that now more than ever. Hmm. But, and, and, it, and, and it's something that's becoming more common than ever was in the past where dealers are saying, you know, I want to, I want to be in the industry, but just not at the same capacity, or I want to take some chips off the table, or maybe it's not a family asset for us anymore based upon the, based upon the, 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 the systematic uh, approach of what the family is doing down the road, right. but I still love what I do. So instead of coming in six days a week, 12 hours a day, I want to come in and I want to operate a 50 hour work right? And I don't want the responsibility of at the end of the day, I own the asset. Um, we, are, we do see that a lot. Ah. Um, we see it a lot. And you know what? It's kind of smart because you know if you're buying something from someone who's owned it for 30 years, 
you know, they know everything. They know how to run it. Yeah. They know the skeletons in the closet. They know the people, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, I don't know. I'm not a big TV guy, right? I'm really not. But the other night I'm watching, uh, I'm watching billions on, on Showtime and uh, Wags, right? One of, one of the, uh, one of the characters on the show um, gets tested and, you know, about, about what, what his value is to the company. And I got to tell you, this immediately grabbed my attention. Okay. And I know we're running short here, so I'll make it quick, but you know, this immediately grabbed my attention because they were like, why are you, you know, tell me why you're worth what you're worth. Right. You know, they were trying to negotiate a buyout with him to get him out of there. And then all of a sudden, one of the new guys was spitting off what he believes the other people in the company bring to the company. And he was completely wrong. And then this character wags goes off and he's, he's just telling them about each individual person and their value to the business in such a way that the that the 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 owner of the company was like oh my gosh well there you go i mean (laughs) nobody knew that right so when you really understand and i say this all the time people you're a greatest asset to any business so when you have someone there that has their trust that they have credibility in that they really believe in that they're willing to follow that they're willing to accept as a leader that you know that's priceless so if you could have someone help within that transition, if you could have someone kind of show you the ropes and 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 be there, you know, whether it's a year or three years or five years, it's only beneficial. Now, where it becomes a problem is if they're a distraction, where if they're not running the business right. effectively exactly. and efficiently, and you need to just get them out of there as quick as you can and start over. Mm-hmm. I agree with that sometimes. And sometimes that's necessary. Uh, with all that being said, uh, Derek, I, I literally every week, I, I I don't take notes for this show. I don't do research for this show. I'm bottled up with information ready to explode. Well, I mean, I think you do research. You What, what you do daily as your job is research your, your experience. I mean, you get up early and read a ton of articles in the automotive realm every day. So you put the work in for sure. But I mean, I get what you're saying. Just wanted to give you credit for that. Well, but, but, my, but my point is I get so much information bottled up that I can't wait to just right. rattle on when we go live. <laughs> so, you know, the, the listeners are probably like, this guy doesn't shut up for 20 minutes. But that's because all week long, it's just like sitting there and I can't wait to talk about it. So, you know, look, each week we're going to talk about different topics in the M&A world, in the automotive industry world. One, one greatest takeaway I want everyone to really kind of walk away from today's episode with is family assets. Sure. Really understanding the benefit of having and holding and acquiring a family asset that is not just a return on investment, but is generational wealth. So I'm going to leave it there. I hope everyone has a phenomenal weekend. Can't wait for the Super Bowl ads. And then on top of that, happy Valentine's Day to everyone in the industry. It's next Monday. And I hope everyone has a fantastic day. I love life filled with love and happiness, health and wellness and and prosperity. And I hope everyone has an incredibly safe weekend out there with the Super Bowl. And uh, it's just an exciting time in the automotive industry. So thank you to everyone for for everything you provided to my company. And we can't wait to just continue to give it and deliver it back to the automotive industry. Derek D, automotive industry, have a great week. Stay healthy and stay safe. Absolutely. Well, Dave, I appreciate that. Same back to you. And again, congratulations on, uh, you know, closing over a billion dollars with a B in 2021 with, you know, around 40 transactions, give or take, and looking to project even higher for 2022. So congrats on that. And I believe everything that Dave was just talking about 
you can check out, I think there's an article on yahoo.com finance where you can check that out. So please go do that. Dave, thanks so much. And uh, well, I'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Thank you, Derek. Have a great day and a great week. Thanks, Dave. You too. And that's it for this episode of Transactions with Dave Canton on the DNT Network every single week. Also, I wanted to mention that the Dave Canton Group is throwing the best NADA VIP after party at Lavo in Las Vegas on March 12th. Trust me, I was at the last one. It's friggin' awesome. Sugar Ray Leonard will be there this year. I'll be there. Dave will be there. And you can as well. To request VIP access, just head over to at Dave Canton Group on Instagram and click on the link in the bio. Hope to see you there. Now remember, if you have a question, just email it to info at dealernewstoday.com. Also, listen to our Dealer News Today podcast with industry professionals from all over the country. You can find that at dealernewstoday.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Derek D. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, everybody.